today's episode um, was pretty wild, going to be honest with you. Um, started off with me eating a nice bit of cake, uh, but I interviewed my friend Jundis Capone today, and uh, I think Jundis' style of comedy, he's a comedian first and foremost, and uh, his style of comedy can be best described as like alternative comedy, um, and I'm sure you can pick that up in the conversation that we had uh yeah it was just it was it was it was an odd episode it was fun though i'm glad we did it we went the full hour uh and it was it was cool um very different unique you know these are just nice ways of saying it was a bit weird but it was good i'm glad we did it uh ladies and gentlemen upcoming shows uh line em up comedy on the 31st of october Still out in, uh, well, by the time you hear this, I've probably already done Fangaday Fringe Festival. And yes, I found a place to stay, ladies and gentlemen. Had a sauna and a spa. So, hmm, top that. Anyway, uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Azerbaijan, uh, in the upcoming conflict between Azerbaijan and Armenia. Um, that, uh, yeah, well... Not Azerbaijan, the country. Go Azerbaijan. The tourism agency has sponsored us. Um, visit them. They are doing two-for-one flights at the moment. Uh, no lockdown because the lockdown facilities have been destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey, how are you? All righty. I'm good, my friend. Are how you are you? enjoying your peanut butter sandwich? Mate. You have no idea. There's bananas and there's all sorts of stuff on there. It's like a banana butter. Banana. Uh-huh. Tell us about yourself, man. Who are you? I'm Jundus Capone. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Tell me more. I recently got famous on Vic Deals for doing a moth conspiracy theory video, claiming that all the moths are dead because of the... Breeding program of the native birds up at Zealandia. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, are you why, a bit... why did you start to eat just at the start of the podcast? Um, it's you know, really bad. You should have eaten beforehand. I you should have eaten beforehand. I should have eaten before, but I wanted to kind of set the tone where it's just kind of like, ah, casual. Fuck it. All right. Well, you know? I'll, I'll down my marshmallows. Well, yeah, if if you want, I mean, unless you want to savor those bad boys. Uh, for those chug, who are on the chug, audio, chug, 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 chug. For those who are on the audio only, Jundis just slammed back two marshmallows, and now he's got a bit of cream on his nose. You know, I did a podcast where I just stared at somebody for an hour. Oh yeah. And this one's weirder. Okay, sweet. So, dude. You're a comic. Yeah, I'm a comic. How long have you been a, a comic, comic man? You're a comic <laughs> man. And uh, you do a Tom Cruise impersonation as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just passive passive aggression is how you do him. Really? You know, that's his... I mean, he's he's probably a cool guy, you know? Mm. But yeah, you just got to be real. You know, it's boiling. It's, it's, you don't know me and I don't know you. You know that kind of stuff? Yeah. Answer my question. That's dope. No you don't idea. know. You don't know me and my relationship. With know? who? Katie. You don't know Katie. I don't want to. I don't want to go into it now because I might get sued. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for some reason, I thought you were from Oregon. You and I have had this conversation. 
600 times, but I'm bringing it to the podcast. Mm. I know I know the resolved version of this, but... Okay. The, the Not from Oregon. You don't want to talk about it, do you? Because you've t- gone over it too much. No, no. I'll talk about it. This is for all the Gavin learners out there. That's what I call my subscribers. Gavin, have you subscribed to my YouTube channel? Yes, I have. You fucking haven't. I know you haven't. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I have. <laughs> you come on my podcast and you're not a subscriber? I'm a subscriber. <laughs> Do you smash that like button? I smash it. No. Give that like button a like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe. Yep. Yep. That was beautiful. Um, so, I'm from Atlanta. Originally, Atlanta, Georgia. But I lived in Spain for two years when I was like seven. And then when I was nine, I moved... Uh, to Wellington and I lived in Wellington until I was 18 and then I went traveling for a year Yeah, came back stayed for like two years then went to Melbourne Mm. and I was gone for like six months and then I came back and now I'm 24 and here I am yeah so I guess you get a lot of that um, like New Zealanders going oh you've just come out from America have you you know what dude every fucking time yeah must be annoying I got a friend like that he's a Kiwi Mm -hmm. but he grew up in New York because his parents had like diplomatic jobs, you know, and um, he's like, so I spent six years in New York in my formative years, got this accent, and now people who know less about rural parts of New Zealand are telling me that I'm the foreigner, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, have, have you been to this tiny hill in the middle of Northland, and what significance does it have? And they're like, I don't know, and I say, like, well. I know. You don't know the history of New Zealand. I do. So, Jundas, would you say you're an alt comic? Well, yes. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you've been doing comedy for what, four years? Nah. Uh, oh, late 2014, to be honest. Late 2014. So, and, um. Yeah. Were you more normal then? Well, uh, it's... So, I've taken it on a bit of a journey, right? Yeah. So, right at the start, I was... Because um, I heard you used to be t- quite straight edge. What, when you first saw me? No, no, no. Just before I even ever met you. Mm-hmm. I heard you used to be quite, like, on the straight and narrow, quite normal. What? Who said that? Everyone. What, like... <laughs> Like in general or yeah. comedy wise? In general and comedy wise. Oh, that's not true at all. Is it not? I was just quiet. I just didn't know how to express yourself. Well, no, I did know how to express myself. You know, like you, you, uh, anyway. So, what I, you know, when I first got into the scene, I was like, I need to s- turn these status updates into one liners, right? Mm-hmm. And that was my approach. It's like, okay. I guess it was more Mitch Hedbergy, right? Mm-hmm. And then from so you just did one-liners. Yeah, but with that kind of tension. Okay. Okay. You know, but it was more I was going for that thing, and then it's kind of expanded into something a bit more erratic. You know, okay. like I might yell, and then I might be quiet, and then I might, you know. Because you kind of bounce all over the place. I've seen you a few times. It's quite funny. Yeah. When it works well, it works like really well. Mm. Where it's kind of like you've broken the fourth wall. Everyone's just like, this is insane. Yep. Um, There's an extra marshmallow they gave me three. 
They gave you three marshmallows. He was such a nice guy too. Shout out to Lead Street Bakery. <laughs> I, I can't get it out. Um, Don't worry. It's it's not about the hot chocolate. It's about the podcast. It's about you, my friend. Um, these are fuck, man. There's peanut butter like on the roof of my mouth. It's gonna sound quite disgusting. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you used to be a jazz player as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I studied professional, uh, semi-professional. You still do you still play? Um, I put it on the back burner about a year ago, just because of work and mm. hanging out with people and um, comedy. Yeah, just don't like don't like saxophone at the moment. So. Now, are you um? <clears throat> so what I, I was I was like a young um, real into it, you know, mm-hmm. as a youngster. And then what changed? Just and then I went, to, I went to jazz school, studied it at university, mm-hmm. you know, and then coasted along and then, you know, so got a job <laughs> and, and did comedy. No, no, no. Like a, a real job, you know. Doing what? Oh, I've had a few jobs, eh? What era do you specifically want to know about? 2014 to 17. Well, that was uh, good years. Community support work, and then uh, food delivery in Berlin. You lived in Berlin. <coughs> yes, I did. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. You, you know this, don't you? You're just saying it for the benefit of the podcast. Pretty much. <laughs> kind of like you. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I finished my toast. I finished my toast. I'm ready to get real. Yeah. Let's do this, man. Holy shit, that was amazing. So, you're from Wellington? No. Where are you from? I was uh, uh, reared in... (laughs) You were bred. I was born in Hastings. I grew up in Napier. Oh, yeah. And then when I was 13, uh, my family moved to Tauranga. So, you're not quite bogan. That's quite interesting. I'm very... Um, Do you feel like you're bogan I'm very... W- no, I won't say white in this economic climate. You are white. <laughs> no, you can no, say I mean white. Political cli- um, I'm... You're quite white, I'm very politically middle speaking. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Right, okay. Uh, let's erase that. <laughs> um, no, I'm very... Um, but you are an Axe supporter, right? I'm, so, I've lived in Wellington for years. Yeah. But make no mistake, I'm a very middle class, um, medium-sized city... New Zealander. I may do alternative comedy, yeah, but I have known to wear High mainstream heels. clothes oh. and go surfing with people who listen to Incubus. So that's my background. All right. Because people, they, 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 they see you they, they, and they assume upper class, wealthy. No, they see me no? and they think, this guy has been... A Wellington hipster since he was born. Do you feel like you're a Wellington hipster? Because I see you, I don't see Wellington hipster. Okay, well that's... that's Is that good? Well, I hope that people, when they see my alternative comedy... Yeah. ...realise that I'm not doing alternative comedy because I live in Wellington. It's not about you, Wellington. It's about you, Jundas. It's about <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy, you know? I'm just a normal guy... I Doing alternative, <laughs> doing alternative <Disagree>. comedy. 
<laughs> with everything you just said. Let me bring this a bit closer because I don't want you to to yank the old headphones out. Okay. Um, well, well th- so that last five minutes was just absolute shit. Absolute crap. Yeah. <laughs> now, somebody told me. Somebody told me, Jimbus, that you're a national supporter <laughs> in fucking Wellington. How are you still alive? How have you not been beaten with look, look, a bottle two, of soy no, milk? Is two. that funny? I don't know. You tell me, Gavin Learners. Smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> there, well, there's two, two elements to what you just said. One is who, is who is making up this stuff. Which you on Facebook. <laughs> I've I've never claimed to be a national supporter or okay. said anything to do with national. I'm politically neutral. And yet you take photos with Judith Collins. That was um so that was uh Was that just a laugh? Because I wasn't laughing when I saw that. I'm gonna well, be honest with you. So You son of a bitch. <laughs> I used to go to this um you know the backbencher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had that show where there was a political panel show. No, I don't remember this. So up until about oh, probably two years ago, yeah. every Wednesday night they'd have, I think it was on Prime, it started on, uh, anyway, this is stupid details. So it was a TV show and the politicians would turn up Yeah. and they'd be interviewed in this kind of fun, kind of game showy vibe. But it was like p- political. So That's po- freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, that oh, sounds like what so do you, what do you support? And then and then the audience would be like, oh, oh, and then you know go on to someone else. And then yeah, and yeah. then so um, <laughs> I was hanging out at the bar. <coughs> Keep going. <coughs> I have a sneeze as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. I was hanging out at the bar. Yeah. And then I was just standing next to Judith Collins, and then I was like um. I just made small talk. I was like, that was very articulate. You know? Yeah. What's her small talk like? <coughs> She's a very nice person. She's a very lovely person. Is she actually? Like, I yeah. see her, and I think probably quite funny. Bit of a a whippersnapper, you know, yeah. uh, uh, a cracker. Yeah. Not the, you know, not, well, no, so not in terms of white people, just, you know, So the thing jokes. about, yeah, a good one, yeah. Sorry. Cracker. <laughs> So you know the, what I mean? The thing about politicians, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> look, the thing about politicians is... Yeah, yeah, tell me, man. So, you you might have someone... Who sends is, a dick pic to a young hypo- girl. This is all hypothetical, right? Yeah, well... So, you might have... There was a politician who did. You might have someone who's, like, a really nice person. Yeah. But their political views might be, like, um, very... Not what you'd consider direct humanitarianism or whatever. Okay, does that make them a nice person though? To me that just makes them a bad person. Well that's well that's the debate I kind of had with my friend is I was like, well you could have someone who's like politically like a really caring person. Yeah. But you talk to them and you're like you're this you're, motherfucker's a, you're like an a narcissistic Yeah. You know? And so like where is the because that's like two different things, right? Because you can have someone who's like, oh, yeah, really nice, means well. Mm. Uh, and they can have like a really good, they're very warm and nice to you. But they're, and that to me would signify compassion. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. a compassionate person. Yeah, yeah. But 
your policies are the opposite of that. Well, the thing is... Are you therefore compassionate on an individual basis or a policy basis? But the thing is, say, going to the... Um, this isn't... I don't mean this in a, my political views whatsoever. I'm not going to go into my political views. Why not? For this podcast, I'm politically neutral. Okay, but like, let's say not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so You're so quite far right, aren't you? No. <laughs> I'm, 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 why would you suggest that you don't? I don't know you. <laughs> exactly. So I don't assume know. my political, don't assume my political views. So there's people that say, so, say you look at the people that are, what, what say Wellington would consider, oh, they don't care about people that are, that are assholes. Okay. Like some, yeah, like some might be, but like, People go into politics thinking that their side of the political spectrum is for the best. Like they go, like the people on the like the ultra capitalists go, like um, the best way to bring people out of poverty is to have this really open, stimulated economy. That like, you know, yeah. that kind of. So it's all like like we're on the political spectrum is the ideal. For everyone, you know what I mean? Here's like a good for, point. For, for, like the, the people in the centre might uh. think like a bit of both is good for everyone. and You know what I mean? So so it sounds like what you're saying is for the most part... And people I would, aren't intentionally assholes politically. Yeah, you know? it sounds like they're all trying They all to, mean well. You know? Yes, but they have different ways of... Thinking that... That they're doing well. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. I would say... <clears throat> I would say in certain cases as well that you get politicians who are more just power hungry. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe the longer you're in the game, it changes. Here's an interesting thing, and I'm guilty of it as well. Everyone's a political pundit now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I wonder if, like, 30 years ago, you'd be like, oh, so what do you think of the current political situation? And people would be like, I d- dude, I don't know. I don't know. But I never, you get anybody, no one's going to say they don't know anymore. I think it's just because the, everything's more accessible, yeah. like, like social media. Like back in the day, people would be politic, still, just as politically active, but it would just be a guy in the forest, like yelling at it his wife or something, you know? No, what? Well, so like we we all hear each other's political views, and, yeah. and then it's on social media and all this kind of stuff. But back in the day, it wasn't that people were less political. It was they just, just weren't talking as much. You mean? Well, it's just to 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 show your political views, you had to like go through the phone book and like phone someone up and be like this is who i'm voting for and then hang up and then, and then you're like who was that <laughs> imagine if that's what people did it's like all right uh i'm going to announce that i've uh, just married somebody to a thousand people aka a thousand of my facebook friends and back in the day it's like all right i'm going to call up a thousand like people that i vaguely know and tell them i'm just getting married and only like one one tenth of them is going to say congratulations. Yeah, Am I feel right? like that th- these these ideas we just put forward are um, someone's comedy material. Yeah, I feel like I thought it was yours initially. Did we just riff and come up with that? No, no, that idea about having to phone people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was. I might have seen it from Tom Green. Do you know what's tough, dude? Is like almost Tom Green stand up. Yeah, almost every idea has probably been thought of or done besides like you. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that, I think some comedian was saying like, 
every idea has been taken except for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know well, I, I feel mean? I feel quite lucky that that's... Especially for you, man, because, yeah. I mean, you're hella unique. You're one of the most unique comics that I know. But I can't get corporate <laughs> gigs, you know? So that's, you may have yeah, your uh, derived that. material that kind of may be being done in Australia or something parallel, but you're getting paid for a corporate gig, whereas I'm not accessible. What? So, you know, there's the pros and cons. <laughs> of being an alt comic. Yeah. What are so, the pros? So, well, so the pros are like... Ultimate uniqueness. Maybe Maybe there, there might be an element of originality and I don't have to worry about, oh, someone's stolen my material okay. yeah, because yeah. it's like just screaming at someone. <laughs> no, nah, that's probably not original. I see actually. a lot of homeless people do that. You <laughs> stole a lot of your material from the homeless guys on the. Is <laughs> <laughs> on some comedian, um, comedian forum, and these are homeless people are like, yeah. this guy's stealing our yelling material. <laughs> it's like you're on a comedian forum. You're like, hey guys, what do you think of this new joke I've got? And like, all right, go on. It's just <laughs> stolen off. <laughs> Guy who's not housed. Um, anyway, that's a bit dark. It's the only thing you could steal from him. Yeah. <laughs> His routine. Ah, so yeah, even, so, so these ideas, ideas these, these, these ideas, right, that, that, yes. that are like of consciousness of what you call like people, you know? So like, you know, you're saying that idea of... Um, Maybe someone, another comedian's doing that idea yeah. somewhere else. Well, that's good in terms of that it's it's within people's consciousness, like the audience's consciousness. Okay, like so they would want to hear that, and and they don't necessarily know that there's some um, open mic comedian in Poland that's doing that joke, you know? Yeah, and and it doesn't matter anyway, right? Whereas if you have an original idea, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like it might be too original, and and you don't get booked for yeah, gigs. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you mean. I mean, like at the end of the day, like taking you a gotta dump, be within the consciousness of the people. You yeah, know? like taking a dump on the stage is pretty original. Well, not really, but like it's quite unique. But just because it's like super original does not make it like a good joke. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Now you did a bit of stand-up comedy <laughs> in Europe, so, right? So the, I may be original, but I'm not good. <laughs> yeah, I may be original, but I'm going to jail. <laughs> I may be original, but I'm wanted in five different fucking countries. <laughs> now, you did some stand-up comedy in Europe, am I yeah, right? Yeah, I lived in Berlin. Berlin. Berlin Munchausen. Munchausen. Oh, that's a song. <laughs> so what did you do in Berlin? Uh, you did stand-up comedy? Stand-up comedy and food delivery on my bicycle. Nice, man. Now, um, what kind of comedy were you doing? Were you doing like just random shows? Were you trying to make it big in Berlin? There's lots of open mics in Berlin. Was your goal to like, try and become a professional stand-up comic in Berlin? Or was it like, fuck it, I'll just go to Berlin and maybe I'll do some stand-up comedy? Uh, Swear to me. Swear to me! <laughs> um... It's just a cool place to do comedy. Fair enough. It yeah. wasn't like, you know. I'd like to say that I'm trying to get 
famous, but it's not the truth. <laughs> what is the truth? Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going deep with Jim Descapone. What is the truth? The truth. I want the truth. I just like doing it, eh? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Me too. I'm with you. Do you have goals within comedy? <laughs> like, do you strive for something more than open mics? You know what I mean? Um, Not necessarily. Because okay. that's more like a... Uh, my goals are, I guess, within the art form, you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, oh, that happened, and what if I changed that, and that's cool, like, you know? Sure. It's fun to do it, you know? So you're saying your goals are purely exploring new ideas within the art form rather than taking the art form to a larger and bigger place, essentially. So you look at the art form as totally separate from, I guess... Well, you don't have much... The con- commercial aspect. You, you don't have much control over, like, whether you get picked up, I guess. Well, some people think, like, get a manager and you, 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 you brown nose everyone and, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Um, I'd rather just kind of have a job... Yeah. And then grow what I'm doing and then see what happens, you know? Nice. Cuz anything beyond that's a bit to do with the ego. Like, oh, no one's no one's booking me for big shows, you know? It's yeah. like just pointless energy cuz like you're doing your craft and so you know, that's all you can really do, isn't it? Yeah. It depends where you want to go, right? Yeah. You know, like, there's definitely avenues for, you know... Yeah, there's holistic goals, isn't there? <coughs> there's holistic goals, for sure. There's the thing um, is, I, I, I maintain them. Like, I go, well, I need to save up and go to Berlin again, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, know? sure. But, like, you know, like, I don't want to necessarily live behind the same... A rubbish tin in LA is Jim Carrey and Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> Have you ever been to LA? No. No. Oh, just LAX. Did you know that? That Jim Carrey and Jimi Hendrix yeah. spent a few nights behind the same together rubbish tin at different times. Really? No. I had so like sleeping it, rough. Really? They're both homeless in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, I think to different degrees. Like, maybe it was a couple of nights and then... Holy fuck, dude. I can't fucking imagine, like... I don't know. I've I've, I've definitely slept in... I've, like, slept out before. You know, like, when I was in South America, I couldn't find a bus, so I'd sleep in the bus station. But it was, like, more self-imposed hardship mm. rather than, like, this actual... I will 100% admit, I don't know what that's like. You know, mm. it's, like, real desperation and not knowing when your next meal is going to come from. Yeah, I think that probably creates a real good. If you can get yourself out of that, fuck man, I imagine you can probably get yourself out of anything. Well, that's know? why Jim Carrey kind of deserves what he's achieved because, well, it, to a certain extent, it, what he did was self-imposed and it wasn't real homelessness because he made a choice. He's like, 
I could work in this cafe ne- uh-huh. near my parents' house or I could go to LA and try and make it as a stand-up comedian. So it's like there's, there's the two things of like it's not really r- real but it's ev- do you reckon he could it's even back out of it and go to his parents' house? Do you think it's more real then because it's not real and it's yeah, a well choice? Yeah, because he made that choice. Yeah, yeah so it's even yeah. more just insane. Not insane, but just like fucking wow. You are truly committing because yeah. you have an option to totally. get out. Totally, it's a good point. <coughs> I would agree with you. Yeah, Jim Carrey is an interesting one. Eh? Have you seen that movie where he's like um, he acts as the other guy? Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and he Man pretty much yeah, and he pretty much loses his own sense of identity. And yeah, it's I, like method acting. Yeah, apparently, I can't. I don't know if I fully recall this, but isn't that where Jim Carrey's kind of downward spiral started? Because I think he was always he became very very self aware, and his doing that method acting, he says he was trying like and starting to figure out what the um, like what the reality of like a human being is, you know, and like what being somebody actually looks like, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know about that because like people like that, their, their reality is t- t- totally different to n- normal people. So to go like, like the media predicts stuff onto them. Like they might say something and then it's like, whoa, he's, he's lost it. But yeah. then also the thing is like his, his existence is totally different to ours because he can't walk down the street without kind of being mobbed mm. so like we can't really empathize with how he's been operating for the last you know so to be like well he's lost it it's like well he never had a normal thing anyway you know yeah that, that's that's a good point i think i was referring more to like his self-acknowledged um because he, he he's like you know openly said he's very depressed you know, doesn't really know what the point of life is and everything like that. This is all meaningless. And I think that started from him method acting as Andy Kaufman. Yeah, well, you know. Moving on. My, um, (laughs) a, a friend of mine said once that you you can open yourself up to you know you can you can open yourself up to psychological experience yeah i don't mean like you know like you could f- you can feel everything and you can blah, 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 you know uh-huh. and then it's like and then that'll come back like if you open yourself up then you're going to get all the love and all the pain you know <coughs> yeah or you can just and that's kind of like how he operates is like he's, he's takes it all in. You mean he he's just so big with his personality and blah blah blah, you know. And then it's uh-huh. like so he's gonna probably it's like that, you know, hardcore all the time, right, right, right? And then so you get all that back. It's not just some sort of like sitting down, being like real, kind of chill and conservative and. So I think yeah. I know what you mean. Just for 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 all the Gavin learners out there, um, I get you. It sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is somebody who's very transparent and open-minded and willing to take in everything. And by willing to take in everything, he gets all the positive and the negative shit that comes in. 
and that's why it becomes quite hardcore because you're so raw and you're just getting exposed to a load of like shit. Yeah, yeah. Really. You open it's like opening all the doors and windows in your house. Yeah, and just letting everything in. And I just don't know if I'd want to live like and that. And yelling out, you know. Yeah, man. Why do you think people do that? Do you reckon it's like I don't know. I can get a lot of fulfillment just for myself though, and maybe it's like. Well, that's I. Th- I feel like we're getting to. Let's let's move on. You want to dial it back? <laughs> you want to take it away from the deep well, stuff? We're just getting to. We're in like the weeds. Pseudo psychological. Where should we take it back to, man? Well, so like I was watching Jim Carrey. Yeah. About two months ago, yeah. like a lot, and then I was thinking, I think what's missing from my comedy is incorporating that kind of um, energy and just being real, like present to the audience and like, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then so my comedy went. When I was channeling Jim Carrey, I made that decision. Yeah. And my comedy went kind of up up a level. Yeah. Because it was, I wasn't just being, delivering the material and being uh, alternative. I was channeling this like real present energy of like, you know. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So it's cool with comedy is you can, it's like influences like musical influences and that kind of stuff with musicians with mm. comedy it's quite cool to just you might watch someone and go like what if i incorporated that concept or that vibe it doesn't even have to be about the material uh-huh. it can be like well what's what's their essence and then you can just instantly take it in a different direction yeah well that's what i've been looking at anyway yeah yeah now you've got a um you run a show right are you starting to run a show yep you got one out in uh newtown newton newton <laughs> moon bar oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> bring the energy up man channel that jim carrey so you got a bar <laughs> well there's a few people that turn up is it this audience Sunday? members that channel jim carrey <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, <laughs> What do you mean I'm not allowed to smoke in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place that I like to smoke is in the toilet. <laughs> Smoking a cigar in the toilet. <sighs> yeah, I've seen some shit there. That What's the craziest thing you've seen at Moonbar? I don't want to talk about it because it could like... The, the, the manager's really good. Yeah. But because it happened, it could put the... Licensing it at, at je- okay. in jeopardy. All you right. know? Well, let's let's not talk about that. Well, Maybe. hypothetically, what could he? <sighs> but he's really, if anything happens there, he's a really good manager. So, just for all you um, government G- workers out there and Gavin learners. <laughs> so, you run a comedy show? Yeah. Well, I'm starting to. You starting to? Is that this Sunday? This Sunday is today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next Sunday. Next, I'll be there. So he's just rocking up, get a spot. Well, I thought... 16 comics, though? That's a lot. Yeah, but it's... It can go on for two hours. Like, Moon Bar is more of a, like, sit, have a pizza, chill, you know? I get you, but, like, what happens... Like, the comedian will show up, and it'll be like, fuck, all right, I was the last to sign up. I gotta be here for three hours now? No, two hours. Well, if there's 16 comics, Two hours with a break. 16 comics? That would take longer than two hours, right? Nah. Really? Because yeah. we have shows where it's like six, six comics, and that lasts for hour forty-five. What? What? How much are they doing? Six minutes. Hour forty-five, six comics. 
Well, so you get four or five a half, and then it would be like an hour 45. So four or five comics a half? Yeah, so that's about 10. Yeah. And then you just whack it like a few on, and then... Do you have an MC? Some people won't be doing much material. Yeah, I guess. It's just like, um, listen... (laughs) <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I'm here. Well, the, the people, there's a lot of comedians that want to do show up to sign up shows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's once a month and it's like, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half show, like maybe down at one of the venues with all seated, you know? Uh-huh. It's like in Newtown, everyone's having their pizza. We have a break in the middle. You know, it can go for around two hours, you know? Everyone does six minutes. There's no headliner doing oh, okay. 10 minutes. Right. Is know? there an MC? But yeah, we will discuss the time thing. But I think I think that's a good amount of comedians for the time I'm aiming for. Good luck. But this is kind of awkward and boring. Okay. Talk on a podcast about. Shit, man. Help me out then. What are you... Okay. Um. No, <laughs> not, not, not you. I just mean that talking about like... How many comedians just per conver- show? Well, here's the thing, though. It's just a conversation, right? We're just yeah. chatting. It yeah. doesn't really have to be anything. At the end of the day, like I feel like this podcast isn't really for anything significant. I like doing it just because I find it enjoyable. Okay. If someone wants to like listen to it and have a bit of a laugh, probably not. Just fucking blow their brains out. That's cool, too. You know? Yeah. I might have to retract that last statement I just made. Well, you've got a very good setup considering that you don't care if it's yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I like to do things like good. Like Bill Burr could turn up here and and it wouldn't be out of place on YouTube. Like people wouldn't be like, Look at hey, this. this is lacking a microphone or something. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what, dude, is it's like I feel I, I wanted to, first of all, with tech stuff, I spent quite a bit of money on it. A, because I feel like it holds its value, mm-hmm. right? Like tech stuff, this kind of stuff holds its value. Uh, and B, like, I, I, I cuff, you know, you do that thing where it's like, I'm going to try and save 10 bucks a year, 50 bucks a year, 20 bucks a year and go for the cheaper and cheaper option. Then everything just freaking breaks down on you all the time. Mm. This stuff is going to hold its value. It's going to keep working. I'm not going to have any fucking problems. I don't have to worry about the mic conking out or anything like that. Yeah. You could film a porn in here. You probably could, dude. What kind of porn would you film in here? Well, funny story. Have uh, you been in a porno? No. Um... I've seen a softcore porn being filmed in Berlin. Oh, tell me about that, man. One of the comedians is a producer, right? A porn producer as yeah. well. And uh, so when I first got to Berlin, I got chatting to her at an open mic. And, and she said, I'm like, what are you up to this week? Do you want to get a coffee or whatever? Yeah, she's yeah. like, well, actually, I'm f- filming a porn tomorrow. And I like laughed. I was like, what? And then she's like, no, no, I'm a producer. And I was like, I don't believe you. And she's like, um, she's like, are you working tomorrow? What area are you doing food delivery? And I'm like, this area. And she's like, oh, well, that's just down the road from the flat we're filming it at. So I turned up in my food delivery gear and I walk in the door and this guy who was kind of part of the crew, he's like, okay, come in here, thinking that I was dressed as like a food delivery guy for the porno. And, um, are you fucking with me? No, right this right? is true. This is, <laughs> this is so. This, and then, and then I was like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, this is my actual job. I'm friends with. I won't say her name. Yeah, yeah. And and she just invited me over for like a cup of tea and just to see what's going on. Yeah. So I'm standing in the in the kitchen, like eating the fruit out of the bowl, 
like that was probably supposed to be for the actors or whatever <laughs> to eat. They're eating something else. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this thing we like all in the other room. There's this like like low lighting, like really intimate moment, and I'm just talking to this Argentinian kind of gaffer guy that would like tape down the the wires on the cameras, chatting, and we're eating fruit out of the bowl. And I'm like, this is, I think this is Berlin. Like this is, this is exactly what I thought would be going on in Berlin, and it is going on in Berlin. Okay, so you went to a movie set. Was it like a hardcore? Porno? No, it was softcore. It was really softcore. like. Int- so like what did softcore involve? Is that like girl friendly? I guess is what you call it. Okay, so like intimate. Are they? So actually it's like real kind of close up, low lighting, like real, yeah. just like embracing each other, really close sure. up. You know, um, just two people. Yeah, yeah. Guy, girl. Guy, girl. Guys on the top. The girls just like lying. Are down. they like? Are they actually making love? Yeah, it looked that way, but you can't tell because it was covers on over. It was quite soft core. So. Uh, yeah, because I always thought soft core would like never show actual genitalia. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with porn. <laughs> yeah. But that's insane, dude. It's quite surreal when you're kind of just standing chatting to a guy in a kitchen. And there's two people. And you're having a banana. Making and love. Like, and someone else is having a bit of a banana. Hey, yo. And then. My man. And then I said something and then he laughed. And then from the other room it was. It's like, quiet, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, cut. How long were you there for? What, in the, in the softcore porn house or the yeah, The softcore soft porn house. Uh, probably about 25 minutes. <laughs> Long I was enough. like, well, my friend's busy. Yeah. Know, being like, can we have this camera on this angle? Yeah, so yeah. So it's just like, I can't talk to her. And I've kind of eaten a few items of fruit and talked to this Argentinian guy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going. Can you can you tell her I'm... And he's like, yeah, I'll tell her. And then That's crazy, dude. I don't think we have anybody in New Zealand or Wellington, at least, that does the weirdest job that I know of. No one does anything really, really out there as far as mm-hmm. career-wise or work-wise. And we don't have any, like, super sur- strange characters in the comedy scene. You know, we've got a few here in Wellington, but, like, ones that are, like, truly out there. We've got you, you know. But like ones that are just like very ulti. I don't know. That's yeah. that's freaking wild, dude. Well, and that's because we don't really have a big, <laughs> big industry and big population in general. Well, it's weird that considering we've got such a big movie industry, like you know, Lord of the Flies or whatever, <laughs> and Fries. all that stuff that happened. I I, I looked up this this um, essay uh-huh. of. Um, There's this essay, I, I can't remember if I got sent it or not, or I looked it up or... It don't matter. Yeah, so it compared the commercial movie industry to the porn industry of each city. Okay. Like, you've got, like, graph skyscraper things, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was, New Zealand has the smallest porn industry, film industry, compared to the mainstream film industry of anywhere in the world. Really? And it's like, I think Berlin's kind of 50-50. LA is kind of, it's a good proportion. Maybe it's 70-30 or something, you know? But it's just interesting seeing those, like, comparisons of, like, like you think, wow, New Zealand's got a good 
film industry, why doesn't it have a good pornography industry? Yeah. Do you reckon that's a cultural thing? Uh, c- no, I think it might be like... T- t- there's a lot of things because it's to do with like... We used to have to send our... F- manually send our films away overseas in cargo or whatever. Uh-huh. But then also like the kind of to do with like the laws of who you can exploit, all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there'd be so many different factors to, as to why. My first reaction would be like, it really depends on how much government welfare and like, you know, support systems there are out there. But you say it's 50-50 in Berlin. And I would assume like the social systems in Germany are actually quite like good and Yeah, yeah but then in Berlin, you've got that kind of... Uh, you got that startup company culture and the kind of you've got it's kind of Eastern European and all that kind of anyway. Yeah. Like, is this a good route to be going down? Pardon the pun. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's quite shed. interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, yeah, I had a few buddies who lived in Berlin for a while. Mm. They really enjoyed it. I want to go. I'm a big fan of like techno and house. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 How old are you? 33. 33. How yeah. old am I? Do you know? This is going fucking nowhere. 28. <laughs> 25. Oh, okay. 25, my friend. 25. Now, um, can we promo your comedy? Where are we going to find you? Where can we see you? Jundus Capone on oh, YouTube. Yes. Nice. You've got... um. It's J U N D A S C A P O N E, and you've got I've got some stand-up videos on there. Do you? I've got a couple of channels of one's kind of time lapses from around the world and um, stand-up comedy gigs, right? Yeah. The other one is um, prank calls to <laughs> late-night radio and um, conspiracy videos. Do you actually have prank calls to late-night video? Yeah, like news talk ZB and stuff. <laughs> on the other channel. <laughs> What's the funniest one you've done? Well, oh, it depends what one you think's the funniest. There's oh, one where I pretend that I'm a farmer arguing for the gold card to support retired farmers more. Yeah. Because when you think about the benefits of the gold card or for the people overseas, it's like a card you get, a uh, retirement scheme where you get free swimming Stuff like that, free, free bus, bus rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking, I thought one night, okay, so people in the s- retired people in the city, they can go to swimming pools, buses, and all that. Yeah. What if you don't get any? Of, you, you're a retired farmer. You don't get any of those benefits. And so I, I rang up the radio and I, you know, news talk to and I said, um, why? Doesn't this card entitle you to a certain amount of tractor fuel? <laughs> you know, and she was, and it was kind of a good discussion. And she was like, "You've kind of got a point." But so it was part prank, part like social commentary. This is a good point. So I, I went into it going, "I'm in a prank," yeah. but then it was like, it was just a really interesting point of discussion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jundus <Cafo. laughs> anything else you want to talk about before we wrap yeah, it up? Let's talk about some more stuff. All right, what do you want to talk about? 
It's, I mean, I feel like I'm the host, but I feel like... Uh, we haven't hit an hour yet, so... We've hit an hour. Well, let me see what we hit. No, nah, we're about 40 minutes in. We're on 46. All oh. right. Well, well, you want to you wanna keep going? Let's hit an hour. You want to hit an hour? All right, man. Let's oh, hit. yeah? <laughs> Can you do it? Oh, good? yeah? Can it's my it? new comedy, but I ask people what their name is, and then I go, oh, yeah? And then I'm like, okay, what's your name? Oh, yeah? Does it ever work? <laughs> it worked the other night, the first time I did it. Yeah? What's the biggest crowd you've performed Because it's the rule of 33, you know? You just keep doing the same thing until it becomes funny. <laughs> On the 33rd time, it becomes funny. Do you know the rules of comedy? Tell me the rules of comedy, Mr. Capone. The rule of three, right? You I know the rule of three, yes. You know? Uh-huh. But explain to the learners out there what the rule of three so is. So the rule of three is you might have uh, a joke, another joke, and then a third joke. And then it becomes like a bit thematic. Mm-hmm. Or you might do a rule of three within... The actual joke. So you got build up, build up, punchline, mm-hmm. right? So you got two kind of semi funny ideas, and then the punchline is the th- is the Give twist. Give us an example. Is the twist on the joke, right? Yep. And the and the rule of thirty three is if you go, what, well, in the most simple term, you can do it with anything really. You can uh-huh. go, ah, 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 See, that was the rule of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you laughed on the third time I did that. But, but I feel like I laughed on the third time because we were talking about the rule of three. Like, if I didn't, if we weren't in the no, context no, of the rule of three. You would have laughed on the, because that's a very good, lots of, lots of re- very, this wasn't very good. I mean, lots of things work on the rule of three, uh-huh. you know? Because like you only else? need, you only need, like, to do it twice and then the third time people snap, you know? Okay, but the rule of thirty-three, basically, you go. And then your brain's kind of going, "When's he going to stop doing that?" Yeah, yeah. And then finally, you you break, and it's that kind of shit. But that's that's where like it's kind of crosses over with say like jazz music, you know, tension and release. You can build up a whole lot of. T- it's not just like build up, build up, punchline. There's the element of tension, and there's the element of like building up that kind of thing where you're circumventing the rules which makes people laugh because it's surprising uh-huh. you know they expect something to there's that because the way of doing comedy where it's really smooth and you're, you're constructing it like smoothly and then there's the other way of like people are like oh man he's you know he's so he's messing there. with no he's messing with the structure but it's messing up with in a way where like it's still a structure within itself that's some meta meta stuff, right? Well, there. not really. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the definition of meta. It's like overly descriptive of a descriptive thing. <laughs> overly descriptive of a descriptive. I just feel like I'm describing it. Yeah, I think you're describing a description, which I think makes okay. it meta. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't really know too much about. Well, no, I do. I do. I'm gonna segue from that one. Um, idols. Who's your idol as a comic? Do you want my top five? I want your top three. Rule of three. <laughs> Give it to me. I need to. I need a top top five because I right, can't man. narrow Give it down. Give me top five. Give me top five. Okay, Tom Green. Okay. For that kind of wacky, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. He was yeah. the, f- I think one of the first guys to do like an internet show, mm-hmm. like an internet podcast kind of show. 2008, I think he started. But I like how he's he's become a stand-up comedian. Wasn't he always a stand-up comic? Well, he's more... 
I think, yeah, he was doing it at Yuck Yucks yeah. up in Canada around the same time as Jim Carrey, maybe. Is that right? Yeah, they both kind of were. Did he segue into acting? No, I think then he just was doing his, like he was doing kind of open mic co- comedy. Oh, don't yeah. quote me on this. But he did his MTV show and now recently he's gone, I'm going to like pursue stand-up comedy. And it's really good because it's got elements of his MTV stuff, but it's actually like he's a good comedian. Mm. So um, Tom Green, also Jim Carrey. I like his kind of energy. Mm. Then um, Andy Kaufman for that alternative, you know, tension and all that. Uh, Stuart Lee, just the way it's really intellectual and he's circumventing what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll he'll re- relate to opposite things together and like you know the how he's it's talking about how he's got a kid so all of his stand up's gonna be f- filtered through being a dad so he's like all my material tonight's just gonna be about Scooby Doo <laughs> but then he goes well we're in Sheffield so I've got to bring in kind of people's disillusionment with the Thatcher era so he goes <laughs> he's like you know who's responsible for the non-repair of the canyon rope bridges the thatcher government you know yeah that classic. kind of thing it's yeah. very intelligent very blue, blue. anyway okay and you got one more um surely it's mitch hedberg i'm surprised you didn't chuck mitch hedberg in there yeah i do like mitch hedberg but not a top five because uh, i would switch me personally i'd switch i'd say six because six? six okay i really like uh that's two threes <laughs> I really like um, uh, what everyone does. Um, oh, I'm having a blank. Um, Billy Connolly. Yeah, Billy Connolly. He doesn't just go up with any material there. Eh? He just rocks up on stage and it's like, all right, oh, I'm just some stories. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does from the past, but he says he like, goes up on stage with no idea what he's going to talk about and then just runs with it. I was never a big fan of Andy Kaufman. I understand why you like him, just like that total breaking of the norm, you know? Yeah. Ah! Ah! Don't ever get married. This is the face of a married man. Ah! That's not Andy Kaufman. That's not Andy Kaufman, is it? No, no. it's not. It's, um... Who is it? Chris Farley? No, it's not Chris Farley. It's, uh... The guy who died. Died from a car accident outside of, uh, the comedy store. Ah. Uh. He used to be the preacher. I'm having a mind blank now, too. Oh, the big African-American guy. No, no, white dude. White dude. That's Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think uh, Andy Kaufman. I don't know. Well, that's... Oh, I know. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. One of the things about Andy Kaufman that was... Is that... um, What am I thinking about? Some people kind of go, well... Like, he's too much of a actor and not enough like build up punchline uh-huh. you know but like, it works right yeah like in it exactly so you know wh- if you want build up punchline watch someone else on that same night you know do you have any dreams of going over to the states and doing stand-up i've a lot of dreams yeah but, you know biggest dream but there's a lot l- lots of um practical barriers to dreams isn't there so you just got to keep <coughs> yeah. chipping away at stuff Don't you? Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, my dream would be to um, um, marry 90s Christina Aguilera. 
but the is barrier? that practical? No, it's totally... A, well, one of the barriers is that we're 25 years later, so 90s um, Christina Aguilera doesn't exist. That's a huge barrier. Do you have any practical dreams? Yeah. My, I'm, uh, but I like to... I like to have goals based on dreams, you know? All right, like what's, what's, your, what's your dream? What's my dream? Yeah, your practical dream. Like what do you want? What do you want, Mr. Capone? What do you want? What do you want, my friend? That's, what do you a, that's a quote from The Notebook. What do you want? <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want? I'll tell you what you want. How does it go? You want a cushy, easy life. You want security. That's why you don't want me. Ah, I sent you 365 letters every day, and you never wrote back. <laughs> never wrote back. And he's like, serves in the army. God, what a great movie. You know, definitely like a chick flick. No, was it a chick flick? No, no, it wasn't a chick flick. It was like a... I'd categorize it as complete bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> no, I like it. Man, that movie makes me feel good. And then I remember I watched Crazy Stupid Love and the first time I loved it and then I watched it the second time and I was like, this fucking movie sucks ass. I watched it with my parents. So going back to... <laughs> going back to goals and dreams, right? Yeah, just tell me what they are. No, no, well, like, so goals, right? You, you set goals and that's good, right? Yeah. But, you know, like... There's that thing of like, if you're dreaming about something, right? Are you talking about like actually sleeping and getting into a dream? Or are you no, talking about idealizing, idealizing well, something else? So like you might say, I want to be the famous comedian in the world, right? Yes. But then you, there's yin and yang to everything, right? Okay. You get to that point and you've lost your anonymity. Anonymity, right? yep. You know? So it's like, you just got to set your goals, do what you want to do, right? But then... If you attain your dream, there's negatives within attaining that dream, right? So, you become famous, right? Is the money worth the anonymity that you've lost, you know? So, like, what I can do now is I'm relatively unknown. So, I can do my craft. I can enjoy my craft. I can go around and, like, not... Not many people recognize me, uh-huh. and I can have this like practical, comfortable life. Whereas Jim Carrey, everyone knows him. He may have all this money, but he's sitting in his house, like with this, like, oh, I've got to go to the next, f- like, filming, and like, you know, like, there's yin and yang to everything. So, I, I so agree. with dreams, it's like I may dream about something, but I'm like, like, you just got to count your blessings, don't you? With oh, yeah. what you've got, look at what you've got. You've got like, but like you sh- you I live in New Zealand, more. I and I could still be like creative and have this community, and you know, totally, yeah, yeah. But I think there's real merit towards like aspiring to something else as well, instead of just being complacent and sitting in whatever is. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. I, and I think that's where kind of like a. Oh, dream I totally becomes, agree. Yeah, practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you have no dreams. I do have dreams. What are they? <laughs> this is just insane, Jim. <laughs> What are your dreams? Well, I thought I'd just made myself clear with oh, like... for fuck's sakes. <laughs> also, what, what am I... If I took away the negative of the dreams yeah, I like, attained... Yeah, uh-huh. Um, rich, famous, really hot girlfriend. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
be known as like this person that like created this style of comedy. Okay. You know. Yeah. yeah. Have like this really hot, loyal girlfriend. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? There's I listen. I get. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I would say your dream is count your blessings where you are. Sorry to get angry. Were you angry then? No, I wasn't. I was yeah. pretending to be angry. Okay, nice. Yeah, we're just vibing. We're chilling. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. You want a hot girlfriend? Uh, no, nah, not necessarily. Because there's a yin and yang to that as well. You know? Yeah, like w- what's the what's the yin? <laughs> Is the yin the negative? <laughs> Fucking glue. <laughs> now, you know, you might get into it, like the further into a relationship you get, you might, so you've, invo- you've emotionally invested and yeah. they leave you, right? Yeah, it would suck. You know? Or they stay with you yeah. and maybe you have a kid yeah. And they start focusing on the kid more and they start treating you like, like I don't have time for you. You're annoying me, you know? Yeah. So it's like the dream of having a girlfriend is there's yin and yang as well, you know? Do you know what I think, man? I think a lot like of Like I'm happy and I'm single. So... Okay, that's cool. What? Hypothetically. Like I'm not... Maybe I'm not, but like, you know? <laughs> like everyone's got this douchey thing of like... Like... I'm trying to get that girl, woo, 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 woo. And then it's like, um, cool, that's your thing. I don't think, <laughs> as you get older, I think that fades away, you know, and I think there's two folds that I think, first oh, it's of definitely all. definitely faded away for me. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> I think for most people, like that idea of like getting girls, getting girls in general and getting a hot girlfriend is kind of like this thing that society i hate like talking about like, you know society but it's one of the reason for guys we're going to the lake house we're going to play football and we're going to get girls yeah yeah i'm not even going to try and <laughs> intellectually describe this <laughs> <laughs> it mars will mars how do you say it in a in a american accent what are you talking about mars well mar mars well at mar Mars well. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jundus no, 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 wait, wait. That, that word, that word. May as well. May as well. It may as well be, right? But Americans say, like football Americans are like, Mars well. I'm wrapping this up. Okay, cool. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was a blast. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, like and subscribe. Check out my YouTube channel, Gavin Learns. And uh, listen to us on Anchor and any podcast directory that you can find. Follow me on Instagram at Gavin.Hughes. Uh, yeah, thank you and bye.